What's up, mortals? This is Austin Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling one of Grimm's fairy tales, titled The Wishing Table, The Ass, and The Cudgel. Frankly, I'm surprised there hasn't been a BDSM porn parody of the story, because I feel like the title is just asking for it. This story, however, starts in a very not-sexy house, with a tailor, his three sons, the family goat, and zero bondage. Since this was their only goat, and she sported all four of them with her milk, it was very important to the tailor that she was well-fed. If she was good and healthy, then the family would remain good and healthy. So the goat had to be taken out every night, and the sons did this each in turn. First, the eldest son took the goat out to the churchyard where the finest herbs were growing. The goat ate her fill, and at the end of the day, the son asked if she was satisfied and ready to go home. She told him, I have eaten so much, not a leaf more I'll touch, meh meh. And I'll have you know that even though the goat can fucking talk, in the story I'm reading, it still adds the goat noises to the end of all of her dialogue, so buckle up and get used to it, because I'm nothing if not unbearably accurate. The son leads the goat home and ties her up in the stable. His father comes to him and asks if the goat has had her fill. son tells his father exactly what the goat said, that she can't eat anymore. For no apparent reason, the father doesn't really believe his son, so he goes to the stable to visit the goat himself. He asks the goat, Goat, are you satisfied? And she says, How can I be satisfied? Among the graves I left about and found no food, so went without. Man, man. The father is absolutely livid at this. He's like, How did I raise such a lazy, lying son? Doesn't he know we need her milk? And he's so full of rage that he gets his yardstick and beats the shit out of his kid. He commits so much child abuse that his son flees the house entirely. The next day, the father tells his second son to take the goat out and get her fed. So he takes her to the edge of a garden where nice herbs are growing and lets her eat her fill. The son also asks, hey goat, are you satisfied? And she answers, I've eaten so much, not a leaf more I'll touch, meh meh. And happy with her answer, the son leads her home and ties her up in the stable. Father asks his son if the goat has has eaten well, and he tells him that she has. With what happened to the oldest kid, the father is skeptical about his answer. So he goes to check on the goat again and asks her if she's satisfied. Again, this lying bitch had the audacity to say, How can I be satisfied? Among the graves I left about and food no, and no food was found, so I went without. Man, man. So the tailor is like, Oh my God, how could I raise such godless wretch of a son? And then he beat the shit out of this kid with his yardstick until he ran away from home as well. So the next day, it's the third son's turn to feed the goat, and he's probably shitting his pants by now. His father has beaten both his brothers so bad that they ran away from home. So he goes and he's extra careful to find the most edible bushes possible with all those juicy leaves. And he lets the goat eat and eat and eat. And eventually the goat is full and the son is ready to go home. So he asks the trifling ass goat if she's satisfied and she gives him the classic line, I've eaten so much, not a leaf more I'll touch, man, man. The third son is like, great, I did the thing. Now I won't get my ass beat. And he leads the goat home. The father is full-on conspiracy theorist-level paranoid at this point. He's like, there's no way I'm trusting my good-for-nothing son over a goat that lets me squeeze her titty for milk. And again, he goes to the goat, yardstick already in hand, and asks if she has eaten enough. And of course, the goat responds, how can I be satisfied? Among the graves I left about, and with no food, and no food so went without. Man, man. Well, the father loses his fucking mind and goes to do more abuse. Again, his son runs away from the house, and I feel like at this point that Taylor has to question his methods. Because he was serious about feeding the goat so he could feed his sons, but now he has no sons left. But he shrugs and decides that he's a good parent, and the next day, he himself goes to feed the goat. So now he thinks this lion-ass goat... So, yeah, now he thinks that this lion-ass goat hasn't eaten in three days, so he finds the greenest hedges and all this other shit that goats like to eat. 
Which, if cartoons have taught me anything, it's that goats are Ill willing to eat fucking everything. So he knows for a fact this time that this goat has eaten. He asks her if she's satisfied, and she tells him, I have eaten so much, not a leaf more I'll touch. Which sounds familiar as the answer his three sons had given him. So he goes and ties the goat in the stable, and just out of curiosity, asks the goat if she's been fed. This dumb bitch has the audacity to say to him, the man that fed her this time, how can I be satisfied? Among the graves I left about and found no food, so went without. And this is when all the puzzle pieces just fall into, into place. The tailor didn't raise three shitty children. He just has one shitty lying goat. So he goes and he gets his razor and shaves the goat's head until she's as bald as possible. Then he goes to get the yardstick, his handy dandy beaten tool, and decides it's too good for the goat. Instead, he busts out the horsewhip and beats the hell out of the goat until she runs off into the woods. Now he's sitting there all depressed because he's got no goat and he's got no sons. Maybe he's not father of the year after all. So all three sons were actually able to find places to stay, and they all managed to find masters to apprentice themselves to. The oldest of the three had apprenticed himself to a joiner, which is a person who builds things by joining wood together. He works diligently and eventually finishes his apprenticeship. The master joiner likes him so much that he decides to give him a going-away present. He gives him the small and ordinary-looking wooden table. When you set it down and say, little table, spread thyself, a clean little cloth would appear, and then several plates full of roasted meat and delicious food and like big glasses of wine just appear on the table. The eldest son is like, holy shit, with this thing, I'll never have to worry about food again. And he traveled the world, not caring if the inn he stayed in was good or bad, or if he even had an inn to stay in, because whenever he was hungry, he set the little table down and had a gourmet feast prepared for him in an instant. Eventually, he had the idea that his father would be proud of him and his magical table. And he wouldn't have to rely on a fucking lying goat anymore for milk. So he makes his way home, but the night before he reaches his father's house, he stops at an inn. The patrons in the inn invite him to sit for dinner, but he refuses to not take food out of their mouths. Then he insists that they are all his guests, and he sets up his magic table in the middle of the room. He says the words, various plates of meat appear out of nowhere, and whenever a plate is emptied, it is magically refilled. So he gives the entire inn a grand old feast, a better one than the inn could have ever provided by itself. Which is like, I don't know, man. Like, is this a gracious move or a dick move? If you went into a restaurant and started serving way better food to all of the re restaurant's patrons, you could assume that you're going to piss some people off, particularly the restaurant owners. So the innkeeper is watching this show, and he gets to thinking how good it would be for business to have a table like that for a chef instead of his actual chef, who's just sh serving, like, onions and mutton and shit. The innkeeper switches out the tables after the brother falls asleep. He's got this gross old table in the back that looks just like the, uh, the magic one when it's not in its magic form. So the eldest son has no idea that he's been cheated after all. No goats were even involved this time. So he goes to his father with a fake wishing table. His father is happy to see him and learn about his job as a joiner. Then he asks him what he has with him, and the son shows him the dinky little table. Taylor's like, hmm... I hope this isn't your masterpiece because this table is shit. Like, oh, good on you, Dad, seeing your son that you chased out of your house and the first thing you do is criticize him. Well, the son explains that it's a magic table and insists that the father call all of their friends and relatives together for the best meal of their life and that also he can go fuck himself. So he does this, and when it comes time to eat, the son says the magic words, and the ordinary little table doesn't do anything magic at all because it's an ordinary little table. All the friends and relatives mock him and leave as hungry as they came. 
father is embarrassed and the son goes off to find a joiner job with no other options. The second son had gone to a miller and apprenticed himself to him. After he finishes his apprenticeship, the miller is so excited that he gives him a gift too. He brings forth an ass or donkey and tells him this donkey doesn't pull carts or carry shit. The second son is like, then why is it even useful? The miller shows him. He sets down a cloth and says the word Bricklebrit, and the donkey just starts vomiting gold. And he's like, he does it every single time. It's literally infinite gold. The second son is like, holy shit, this is amazing. I love you. So he sets out into the world with an infinite ATM and does whatever the fuck he wants because he can buy whatever the fuck he wants. So he buys the best shit wherever he goes, and he's never. And if he's ever running low, he says some magic words, and the donkey just spits out more, more gold for him. Well, he too eventually gets the idea that maybe his father will be proud of him with his magic donkey that can absolutely decimate the economy. And he heads home to see him. On his way, he stops at a particular inn with a douchebag innkeeper. The innkeeper offers to tie the donkey off in the stables. The second son insists on tying off his own donkey, saying it's very special and he must know where it is at all times. The innkeeper is a little bit suspicious of a man who would dare do physical labor and wonders how much money he could possibly have. The second son gives the innkeeper two gold coins in order to stay the night and eat and drink and whatever he wants. Then he asks the innkeeper how much he owes him as if two gold coins isn't the most money this dude has ever seen from a single person. The innkeeper decides to push his luck and double it, tells the second son that he wants two more gold coins. He's like, sure, hold on. I'll go get some food from, uh, uh, I'll go get some gold from my bank. The second son takes a tablecloth and runs off to the stables. The innkeeper's like, what the fuck is going on? So he followed him out there. He watches the son rest the cloth, the cloth down and shout, Bricklebrit, and gold falls from the donkey's mouth. The innkeeper is like, shit, I could use infinite gold. That's even better than infinite f- food. So he switches the donkeys in the middle of the night. When the second son leaves with his totally normal donkey the next day, he goes to visit his father. Father asks him about being a miller and what he's brought with him. And the son shows him the donkey, which the father is absolutely not impressed by. He's like, we've got donkeys fucking everywhere. Way to be a dick, old man. The second son insists that this is a magic donkey to gather all the friends and relatives. Father has heard this tune before, but he reluctantly does it anyway, telling everyone that they'll be rich if they come over. When the time comes and the son lays a cloth down on the floor and shouts Bricklebrit at a normal donkey like an idiot, nothing happens and all the people are pissed off at having made a second trip for no reason. So this son leaves to go be a miller and the father returns to his work as a tailor. Now the third and final son is apprenticed to a turner, which is apparently very skilled labor and takes a while to master. When he finishes his apprenticeship, the turner is so pleased that he also has a magical gift to give. What the fuck is with these craftsmen and all their magical shit just laying around? They're giving this stuff willy-nilly. Are you going to tell me the second dude didn't have use for an infinite gold machine? Did he live in a castle and just mill on the side for fun? Whatever. The turner is like, here's a sack with a cudgel in it. And the third son is like, "Mm, what? I guess the sack's cool and all, but the cudgel just makes the sack heavy. The turner is like, no, 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 listen. If anyone threatens you or if you're just feeling in a particular mood... If you say, out of the sack, cudgel, the cudgel will leap out of the sack and lay the smack down on anyone you tell it to uh, until you tell it to get back in the sack. Isn't it awesome? You could open a can of whoop-ass on anyone at any time with literally zero effort. The son like, that is awesome. You know I'm violent due to my abusive childhood, so this is really perfect. Now, it's important to know that before the third son sends off into the world spreading violence, the other two brothers had written him letters about how they were both duped at the same time 
at the same inn before reaching home. So the third brother travels the world just laying beatdowns on whoever he pleases. Eventually, he decides it's time to return home. He must stop at a particular inn on his way. He tells the other patrons of all the cool things he's seen in the world and goes on and on about his sack. He's like, yeah, people might easily come across a table that covers itself with food or an ass that spews gold, but the thing I have in my sack is truly special. And the innkeeper is like, wow, these are oddly specific examples, but whatever's in his sack must be really amazing. I bet it's filled with jewels, which I would love to have, as if I didn't already have a source of infinite gold. So the third son lays down on a bench and uses a sack as a pillow. Innkeeper waits until the middle of the night to go over and try and gently remove the sack. But the third son, he was never actually sleeping, and he shouts, cudgel, out of the sack, the cudgel flies out and beats down on the innkeeper. While it's beating the innkeeper, the third brother tells him to give him the magical table and magic donkey, or he will let the cudgel beat him forever, or until he dies, whichever comes first. Innkeeper gives him back his brother's shit, and the third brother summons the cudgel back to his sack. From there, he goes to his father with all three magical items. Father greets him, and he asks him about being a turner and what he's brought from the world. He shows him the sack and cudgel, and the father is thoroughly unimpressed again. He's like, really? You brought a beating stick? You know you can just grab a branch off of any tree. And the son is like, no, this isn't an ordinary beating stick. It's magical and swings yourself, swings itself so your arms don't get tired. Now summon the kinsman because I also have a wishing table and a gold ass. Father doesn't believe a word, but does the summoning anyway, including the other two sons. And in turn, the youngest brother lets his two older brothers present their original gifts. The second brother fills everyone's pockets with gold, and the oldest brother treats them all to a wonderful meal. Finally, the family can live a life of luxury, and the father never had to pick up his needle and thread again. Now, some of you may be asking, what happened to that lying-ass goat? Well, I'll tell you. She was all ashamed of her bald head. She found a foxhole and crept in. When the fox returned to his home, he saw two fiery eyes staring out at him from the darkness and ran away in fear. He ran into the bear who asked him what was wrong. The fox, uh, fox explained to the bear the scary eyes in the darkness, and the bear is like, Psh, I'm a fucking bear. I don't afraid of anything. We'll go get this ma uh, monster out together. When the bear gets there, he sees the fiery eyes, and he too runs away in fear until he runs into a bee. And the bee asked what was wrong. The bear explained the monster in the foxhole. The bee, who was made of fury and hate, was willing, who was willing to commit suicide in order to sting things, was like, you're a huge pussy. I'll go find the thing in the foxhole. And so the bee flew in and stung the still bald goat all over her fucking head. And she was in so much pain that she ran screaming, meh, meh, into the woods and was never heard from again. So that's the end of the episode. If you enjoyed, please like and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend. I also have an Instagram and a Twitter where I post mythology stuff.